It is the Jenny Hatch Show at Colin, and my special guest today is a woman who was born in the Ukraine, and she is now an American citizen, and she is here to sh- share with us her thoughts on what's been happening in her country of origin. So welcome to the show. All you have to do is hit the microphone and it will turn on your speaker so you can speak. So just click on that microphone icon. It's wonderful, you got it. All right, so hit the microphone again and that will open it up so you can speak. All right, perfect, thanks for having me. See, I told you it would be easy. Yes, it was. (laughs) Wonderful. Well, thank you so much for coming on. Everybody wants to hear from Ukrainians about, you know, what's in your heart. So just take the mic and run with it. What are you feeling today? Today is actually my better day, to be honest with you. Um, You know, when all of this happened Thursday morning, I woke up and it was horrid. I just immediately woke up, grabbed my phone, and I had a whole bunch of text messages and news everywhere, and I just couldn't help but start crying, and the entire day, that's all I felt like doing, Um, which is fair enough, you know. I am sitting here, and I am very fortunate to have a warm house, food. My daughter still goes to school. I don't have to explain to her about why the bombs are flying, why, why they're shooting at us, why there are people dressed in funny clothes, you know. So for me, it was just like any other day besides, you know, the war happening. And I felt emotional. And I immediately called all of my friends there um, that I consider as part of my family. And uh, yeah, but I didn't have to explain that to my child, you know, right, right away. Which was really difficult, but, you know, you kind of have to have, you want them to know what's happening, but kind of have to keep it on the level where they won't get freaked out. (laughs) So, yeah. yeah. So can you go ahead and tell us um, your origin story? When did you come to America? Under what conditions and how long you've been here? Yeah, so I basically um, grew up with a single mom who was working um, odd jobs to keep it going. And we grew up, you know, um, 1991, I, I believe that's when Ukraine broke into its USSR. And 93 or 94, we became our own country. And going through that, um, you know, I was born in 94 and it was really difficult. I will never forget like Russia being a bully to us. They would turn off the heat in the middle of winter time, and then we would sleep in our coats and jackets and my mom would put on all the clothes she possibly could um, to keep us warm. And you could see in an apartment, we lived in a five-story apartment. We lived on the fifth floor and you could see the breath of ours, you know, and everyone was just trying to huddle together. And that's what happened when Ukraine didn't want to do what Putin wanted, you know, Ukraine to do. And they would turn off the heat. They would turn off the lights. They would turn off everything, basically, every time we didn't want to do something. So they've been a bully of our country for as long as I can remember. Um, finally, we got a president who stands up for 
you know, what he believes and what we should do. And we are very grateful for that, for the president right now in Ukraine. I think the whole world has been stunned by his bravery. He is so brave. He is so brave. And he is the exact guy that everyone needs. Um, He's an outstanding president and he stands there with, you know, with the country and as pathetic as, you know, I don't know what your beliefs are, but I felt pretty embarrassed when Biden asked them. He said, hey, if you want to evacuate, I'll send the best personnel. It's like, no, you don't leave your people behind, but thank you for the ride. Um, maybe you can offer something else. <laughs> maybe I, some I, people. I actually think um, Joe Biden and his administration have been doing things to make this war happen. And so I, I don't like him. I don't think he's a good president. I didn't vote for him. And so yeah. you're, not, you're not offending me by pointing that out. <laughs> Yeah. So I think just being an Ukrainian American, like I said, I am pro America. I'm pro Ukraine. I'm not pro Russia, obviously. Um, but just to be in this situation, I wish that, you know, there was more that we could do. And I, I do understand that it's a very delicate situation just because we do not want to start a nuclear war. But at the same time, I feel like Putin is bluffing with a lot of things that he's been doing. He never thought Ukraine would ever fight him off. He never thought, he just thought that, you know, he's just going to come in and he's going to come out within a day and have all his troops. Well, that was not the case. And the second that was not the case, he, you know, started lying and then he turned off the internet and other social media aspects. And then he put on a show, you know, that they do exact same thing in North Korea. It's very well managed. It's a fake news type of report of him just basically right now saying in Russia that, you know, um, no one is dying over there. They're the ones we're trying to save, you know, they're basically thinking that they're saving us from ourselves, like Ukrainians. We need help. Well, we don't need help. We are our own country. What the people that do need help is, you know, if you really want to help somebody, go to, uh, you know, Iraq and help them. They really need help. You know, Ukraine has been, you know, just bullied by this big, big country and most importantly by Putin for so long. And I think people are just, you know, I called them and I I asked them, do you want to run away? Do you want to hide? And they said, no, we want to die with our country. Why would we do that? You know, you can die as a, you know, die hiding or you can die in front lines and hoping that it will do good, you know, so you kind of have to you know, which, you know, so anyway, um, I really like that. You mentioned that your brother and your husband want to go fight. Are they serious about this? Yeah. So they've mentioned that. And then I've talked to my aunt and she said that they do not need civilian people to go and fight. They need people who actually have, um, the background, you know, um, that would make a lot more sense, but what we could do right now, um, is basically get the media and everyone going, letting people know what has been going on and the truth. And hopefully Russian people can stand up to their president and make this war stop and overturn him. Because what he's doing is, is evil. He's literally like Hitler. There is a reason why that picture is out there. Well, I, I saw there was a huge demonstration in Moscow and a bunch of people were arrested. But I think 2,000 people, people, yep. Yeah, I think the Russian people are pretty angry about it, too. 
So it's not so much of Russian people altogether. It's mostly millennials think people that are younger, older people still believe in USSR. Older people still believe in their president and willing to do anything for him. It's the younger generation, you know, that's raising up and knows what's right. And most importantly, nobody can believe that it's happening because it's, you know, 2022. (laughs) You would never have thought that, that this is, a thing anymore but it is unfortunately well and i just read this morning ukraine has more women in its military than any other country percentage wise and it's something like 16,000 young women are part of their armed forces which was really amazing absolutely if i i i did not read the article but i have been seeing a lot of women joining and stuff and if i was there in the country i would totally join as well i would join the fight because we so- need all the bodies we can get So how many friends and family do you still have in Ukraine? So I have about three to four friends and they're spread out a lot. Well, actually more than that. I have teachers from an orphanage and stuff. So I have a handful. I don't know how many off the top of my head, but I have a lot of friends there. Actually more than three and four. Um, So anyway, and they're all over the place, which is really nice because I don't, particularly watch the American news ever. And I still don't to this day. I think it's pointless at this point. It just makes no sense. And I don't know what to believe in. Um, What I do and how I get my sources is from my friends, from my friends and what the government tells them there. And then I also have a few accounts that I follow that tell the truth on Instagram and they keep you updated and posted. And then I share that information with the rest of the people. That's are, right. they, are they are they still able to get messages out with the internet shut down? So in Ukraine, the internet is working. Um, we've asked uh, the president asked Elon Musk to um, help with the satellites and stuff, so the internet and the connection can stay on, and it's been working great. We've been talking every day, and ever since Elon Musk's help, which we're really grateful for, that's been working great. Awesome! I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. Yep, we asked Elon Musk to help, and then he helped with his satellites and stuff. So it's really sweet of him, actually, really nice. And like I said, the one thing where you feel pointless and stuff, you know, you have to kind of, uh, if you want to help, you kind of have to get the attention, you know, to Ukraine and what's going on and actually, you know, go out and support, you know, at the rallies or peaceful protests and things like that. You just kind of have to show your, or maybe it's as simple as, posting a Ukrainian flag and your profile picture saying that you support them, you know, little things like that. Yeah. One of my favorite artists, Matt Shaw, sang a version of Bring Him Home from Les Miserables yesterday, posted it on Apple and said all the proceeds from the sale of that song is going to go to Ukrainian families. So I immediately went and bought the song and it's exquisite. I don't know if you know him. He's one of the best singers out there. And um, yeah. it's just little things like that that I think will really help fill in the gaps for especially the people who are in a refugee situation right now who just had to flee. You know, yeah. they, they're going to need to be fed and taken care of. I know my church is all yeah. over this helping support the refugees. But, you know. Yeah, if you we- think about it, I mean, in Kiev, they basically, um, I think Saturday morning it was, they told they put a mandate that only women and children can leave, and a uh, man eighteen to sixty could not leave at all the country. 
and they were given arms, you know, they were given guns and stuff and basically said, this is your time to protect the country. This is it for you. And a lot of those women and children are very, um, you know, they're crossing in Poland or whatever they are and they're, um, you know, they're in need of help. They're very vulnerable to the world because they don't, you know, it's the stress. You don't know when you're going to see your loved one, whether it's a brother or, you know, a, a spouse, a husband, you know, like all of that stuff. So it's just a very stressful time for them, for them all. And, you know, for us Ukrainians that are fortunate enough to be in America, it's very stressful for us to watch the news. And, you know, just because we wish that there was more we could help. And we're trying our best to help as much as we can. Well, I know you posted on social media about a rally that you went to on Saturday. How did it feel to be there? And do you think it was mostly Americans who were from Ukraine who were there? Or were there a lot of Americans there as well? Um, I don't think there were that many Americans. There was a handful of them, but there was mostly Ukrainians there. Um, and it felt great, honestly, um, just because I've been crying <laughs> that two days. And I've just been so down and into you know, just bothering and calling and all of my friends and all of that stuff and posting. And I just kind of needed, it's very nice to be united with the people, you know, that are from the same country that understand what you're going through. So it was very much refreshing and I felt very supported and we were there to support each other as well as our country. So it felt yeah. really great and refreshing to be with people and speaking our language and and there were also it takes some great courage I will say there were also some Russians that came out and they basically said hey I'm Russian and I do not believe in this war I do not believe you know what Putin is doing is right and I think that takes really big courage to do that you yeah. know just come out in front of a whole bunch of Ukrainians saying hey I'm Russian so Are, do you all speak Russian or is there a Ukrainian language too no, no, no. So Ukraine speaks Ukrainian. And since we're so close to the border of Russia, we speak Russian too. So you're all bilingual. Okay. Yep. But Russians do not speak Ukrainian. Interesting. So it's very interesting. And that's why I don't know how much in depth you want to go into with this, but I'll quickly mention it. That's why right now when Putin came out uh, a day ago saying, hey, you know, all of our men are going to dress you know, the Russians are going to dress like Ukrainians. And so that's why we're now speaking only Ukrainian, basically. Oh, and we tell awesome. them, we tell them, hey, where are you from? Where are your documents when they don't want to show the documents? Where are you from? And if they cannot speak Ukrainian or say a Ukrainian phrase, that's how we know they're Russian. Oh, so brilliant. Yeah. So what year did you come over to America and how old were you? Yeah, so I was 13 years old and I came here in 2007 um, in August. So it's right before my seventh grade started. And did you experience a lot of culture shock changing? It must have been very different. Oh, absolutely. Because in Ukraine, you know, we're Christian and we're Russian Orthodox. And uh, yeah, I experienced a huge cultural shock because now I had a family um, and then I had, you know, I felt very much isolated from my culture. The food was very funny. Um, the, you know, my family was LDS. So that was a huge thing for me. Um, and then the language, the language barrier was, you know, 
just <laughs> as big of a culture shock as the entire United States was. Did you me. not speak any English? Nope, I did not speak any English whatsoever. Um, yeah, I'm very thankful for my mom <laughs> for helping me with that that side. She helped me with a lot of things, but that's one of the things that I'm grateful for her. Yeah, I mean, you you speak like a native now, as far as I can tell. Yeah, I yeah. Even, <laughs> I don't you. even hardly hear an, an accent. So yeah, thanks so much. Yeah, and really have you been hard. back? Have you been back to Ukraine since you were a child? You know what? I have not. I've been wanting to for so long. And we were going to go this November, actually. We were going to buy the tickets to go. But we could not because I talked to my aunt again. And she said, well, if you remember Ukraine, a lot of the times when the snow comes in, people take some time to plow the roads. And it's really cold and miserable there. And I was like, okay, yeah, probably in the summer. So our initial thought was to come this summer, which I don't know how that's going to happen. I'm still wanting to go and, um, yeah, and visit my family there and my mom's grave, most importantly, and all that stuff. So your, and, mom, passed, your mom passed away? Yes, she's passed away right before I came to America. I, I don't think I would ever left um, Ukraine. My brother and I would never have left if she was there just because I couldn't imagine living better and have her be stuck there. Yeah. Well, any other thoughts? I know we were going to keep this kind of short. Um, yeah. Do you have any, any advice for Americans out there for what we can specifically do to help? Um, not really. I mean, if you want to help, I mean, there are some organizations that you can donate your money to. Um, I know right now they're not looking, you know, they're looking for bandages and then like um, civilian clothes that they could wear. Um, civilians could wear like protective gear and things like that. But by the time that stuff gets from America there, it's going to be pointless. So that's what they're looking more for money so they can buy it out like in Europe, all the stuff, and then, then take the buses to Poland. And from Poland, the Ukrainians will take it all the border. Okay. So, so they, they just need cash at this point. Cash. And then if you, you know, if you're like nobody, you know, not everyone has cash to donate, you know, so which is completely fine. If you could just, like I said, as simple as putting your, you know, uh, profile picture with a little Ukrainian flag that already helps tons just because it gives you an awareness that, you know, that you stand with Ukraine and you stand for what's right. And that's what's important. Okay, I'll do that today. I know we Thank have you. a listener. Alexandra, do you have a question? If you do, hit the microphone. I like to take questions if possible. Are you open to questions, Anastasia? Sure, yeah. If you want to join in, Alexander, go ahead and hit the microphone. Otherwise, I think we're just going to close it down. It's been wonderful to have you on the show and get your thoughts. And I would encourage you to continue your activism because I think it really is more authentic when Ukrainians themselves are the ones speaking out, I don't think other people should presume to tell your story. And so that's really why I wanted to have you on the show, because I feel like your voices right now are so powerful and that anything you can do to help spread the word. And I know you are on your Instagram, just sharing the news clips and, and various things yeah. you've shared. But, you know, I just think it's great that you're speaking out. Yeah. Well, thank you for having me on, Jenny. I appreciate right. it. God bless you, and you hopefully too. Thank we'll talk you. again soon. And uh, 
I hope everybody has a great day. Play, pray for Ukraine. Pray for Ukraine. Thank you. Bye-bye.